Welcome, Christian Israel, Pastor Eli James and Dan from Georgia, back again on Genesis to Revelation here at Eurofolk Radio. And today is the 5th of November. Is that the day that Guy Hawks said, beware, beware, the 5th of November, or is it December? I forget what it is. <laughs> I think it's December. December? Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's coming up too, folks. So, so, so. Be careful. <laughs> All right. So we're getting into 1 Kings chapter 12 today. But uh, I thought it might be beneficial for us to uh, cover the fact, uh, which we covered last week, the fact that the 12-tribe nation of Israel was divided into two houses. And the, chapter 12 goes into the completion of that division and the reason for it, namely the fact that Solomon had begun race mixing with women of other races and tribes, and it clearly states that that's the reason why this division was caused by Yahweh. And the vast majority of Judeo-Christian churches today, not only do they not cover the fact that the 12 tribes were divided into two houses, that that's meaningless to them because they don't like history. <laughs> they don't like the history of their own religion. But uh, they rarely covered a fact of what the reason for it was, okay? However, I was able to find this article from Christian Baptist Living, which actually states the truth about why the the twelve-tribe house of Israel, or Jacob, was divided into two houses of Judah and Israel. So, over to you for, and I'll put the, post this link in the chat room, too. Okay, uh, the title of the article, as you said, The Separation of Israel into Two Kingdoms. We begin this study with an often overlooked event by many in God's word. That is, the separation of all Israel into two specific regions and two specific houses. <clears throat> After the twelve tribes of Israel sojourned out of Egypt, led by God through Moses, they eventually settled in the land of Canaan after doing battle against God's enemies. This land Jehovah, or to say Yahweh, gave to his people forever. And Mount Zion is where God said he will dwell and rule evermore. Psalms chapter 125 and chapter 78 and Obadiah chapter 1. After that first settlement and the establishing of the nation of Israel, God's people wanted a human king similar to the heathen nations around them. This made God angry for he was and is our rightful king. Yahweh warned his people that they would be oppressed under a human monarchy, but knew the people would err with this as he foretold in Deuteronomy chapter 17, 1 Samuel chapter 8 and 12, Deuteronomy chapter 17 verse 14, Hosea chapter 13. Saul from the, from the tribe of Benjamin was selected to reign over all Israel, but God eventually chose David from the tribe of Judah unbroken in blood lineage, all the way back to the Eth Ha-Adam. Oh, wow. Which is... My goodness. This is a... Is this really a Baptist congregation, or is this an identity congregation? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, this sounds more like a Christian identity. Yeah, right. Article. Okay. Um, which is in line with his promise that Judah would always keep the scepter of rulership over Israel. Genesis chapter 49, verse 10. After David, Solomon, his son, reigned in Jerusalem, which King David conquered. And we begin the division of Israel with Solomon's fall from grace in following false gods of wood, stone, and metal. 
We ask from our Father a word of wisdom in Christ Yeshua's name. Amen. 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 1. But King Solomon loved many strange women, together with the daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Zidonians, and Hittites. And go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah. Go ahead and read uh, verse 2 and the paragraph after that as okay. well. Yeah. <clears throat> of the nations concerning which Yahweh said unto the children of Israel, you shall not go in to them. Neither shall they come in unto you, for surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. Solomon clave unto these in love. Bad boy. Bad boy. Yes. <laughs> Solomon. Okay. <laughs> As King Solomon departed away from following the ways of his father, David, who followed Yahweh, this made Yahweh very angry. And it is no different today. There are many today who follow the same traditions which Solomon and his foreign wives established in the temple. For one example, the Ashtoreth, the Phoenician goddess of love, which comes from the Strong's Concordance word number 6253, is Solomon followed after, as written in 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 5, is still being followed today, after today, by many, by modern occultists. God even appeared unto Solomon twice concerning these abominations, but he would not return unto him. 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 9. Is that an act of love from our father directly to Solomon or what? For this reason of Solomon falling away, becoming apostate to our heavenly father, God gave the following punishment. And this is... Uh, yeah, okay. Here. Right. Uh, okay, but read uh, verse 11. Actually, that's... Uh, yeah. Uh, I got confused. First Kings 11, 11. Right. Well, yeah. read, First Kings chapter 11, verse 11. Wherefore, Yahweh said unto Solomon, For as much as this is done of thee, and thou hast not kept my covenant and my statutes, which I have commanded thee, I will surely rend the kingdom from thee, and will give it to thy servant. Okay, so uh, the rest of chapter 11 goes into how uh, Jeroboam uh, was stopped by the prophet Ahiah, and uh, he tore his garment into 12 parts and gave 10 parts to Jeroboam and only two parts reserved for Rehoboam, the uh, heir of Solomon. Okay, so that... uh, so that we, what we have is a prophecy that the kingdom would be rent into two houses, ten of the northern tribes, two of the southern tribe, and uh, that they would never really get together again historically until, well, at Pentecost, where all twelve tribes were forgiven of their past sins, and then in future history, when the house of Judah. Uh, took over Europe, you know, as in form of kings and queens of the various houses of Israel, various nations of Israel. And so the the 12 tribes reassembled in Europe as well, okay? But uh, this is something that the Judeo-Christian churches totally ignore because they falsely believe the Jews, who say they are the only remnant of Israel alive today, and they're not even one of the 12 tribes, <laughs> right? So this right. this is the sorry state of modern Christianity today. Oh, by the way, uh, Mary says that it is indeed the 5th of November. So she's oh, it Brit- is, okay. She's British, so she ought to know. <laughs> I, only oh, watched, okay. I only watched the movie one time. 
is a pretty gory movie, but it was about uh, Guy Fox getting even with the corporate world <laughs> for their for their takeover of the world, right? So from that perspective, it's a really good movie, right? I think maybe there's going to be a, a number of people uh, imitating Guy Fox in the very near future, okay? All right, and, and part part of the corporate structure that he he got rid of was the corporate media, television, talking heads, which are lying to the people. So that I'm surprised that movie ever got made, right? Because it's so anti-establishment. But in any case, uh, back to you. Let's get into First Kings chapter twelve. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh shoot, my eSword is gone. Oh, there we oh, go. Really? Okay. First Kings chapter 12, verse 1. And Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel were come to Shechem to make him king. And it came to pass when Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who was yet in Egypt, heard of it, for he was fled from the presence of King Solomon, and Jeroboam dwelt in Egypt, that they sent and called him. And Jeroboam and all the congregation of Israel came and spake unto Rehoboam, saying, Thy father made our yoke grievous. Now, therefore, make thou the grievous service of thy father and his heavy yoke, which he put upon us lighter, and we will serve thee. And he said unto them, depart yet for three days, then come again to me. And the people departed and King Rehoboam consulted with the old men that stood before Solomon, his father, while he yet lived and said, how do you advise that I may answer this people? And they spake unto him, saying, If thou wilt be a servant unto this people this day, and wilt serve them, and answer them, and speak good words to them, then they will be thy servants forever. But he forsook the counsel of the old men, which they had given him, and consulted with the young men that were grown up with him, and which stood before him. And he said unto them, What counsel give ye that we may answer this people, who have spoken to me, saying, Make the yoke which thy father did put upon us lighter. And the young men that were grown up with him spake unto him, saying, Thus shalt thou speak unto this people that spake unto thee, saying, Thy thy father made our yoke heavy, but make thou it lighter unto us. Thus shalt thou say unto them, My little finger shall be thicker than my father's loins. In other words, raise raise their taxes even higher. (laughs) Right? Okay. Stick Stick it to them. There you go. Yeah. And now, whereas my father did lay you with a heavy yoke, I will add to no. you. My yeah. father has chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. And Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam the third day, as the king had appointed, saying, Come to me again the third day. And the king answered the people roughly and forsook the old men's counsel that they gave him. And spake to them after the counsel of the young men, saying, My father made your yoke heavy, and I will add to your yoke. My father also chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. Wherefore the king hearkened not unto the people, for the cause was from Yahweh that he might perform his saying, which Yahweh spake by Ahiah the Shilonite unto Jeroboam the son of Nebat. So when all Israel saw that the king hearkened not unto them, the people answered the king, saying, What portion have we in David? Neither have we inheritance in the son of Jesse. To your tents, O Israel, now see to thine own house, David. 
So Israel departed unto their tents. But as for the children of Israel, which dwelt in the cities of Judah, Rehoboam reigned over them. Then King Rehoboam sent Adoram, who was over the tribute, and all Israel stoned him with stones that he died. Therefore, King Rehoboam made speed to get him up to his chariot to flee to Jerusalem. That's how we deal with tax collectors. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. That was the perfect solution right yeah, there. Yeah, right. That's how we deal with tax collectors. So be it. <laughs> so Israel rebelled against the house of David unto this day. And it came to pass when all Israel heard that Jeroboam was come again, that they sent and called him unto the congregation and made him king over all Israel. There was none that followed the house of David, but the tribe of Judah only. And when Rehoboam was come to Jerusalem, he assembled all the house of Judah with the tribe of Benjamin, a hundred and fourscore thousand chosen men, which were warriors, to fight against the house of Israel, to bring the kingdom again to Rehoboam, the son of Solomon. But the word of God came unto Shemaiah, the man of God, saying, Speak unto Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, king of Judah, and to, unto all the house of Judah and Benjamin, and to the remnant of the people, saying, Thus saith Yahweh, You shall not go up, nor fight against your brethren, the children of Israel. Return every man to his house, for this thing is from me. They hearkened, therefore, to the word of Yahweh, and returned to depart according to the word of Yahweh. Okay. Then Jeroboam built Shechem in Mount Ephraim, and dwelt there and went out from thence, and built Penuel. And Jeroboam said in his heart, Now shall the kingdom return to the house of David. If this people go up to do sacrifice in the house of Yahweh at Jerusalem, then shall the heart of this people turn again unto their Lord, even unto Rehoboam, king of Judah, and they shall kill me, and go again to Rehoboam, king of Judah. Whereupon the king took counsel, and made two calves of gold, and said unto them, It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Behold thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Oh, so this and is like the, M Moses and Aaron all over again <laughs> in the wilderness. Yeah. All right. Okay. And he set the one in Bethel, and, put the, uh, and the other he put in Dan. And this thing became a sin, for the people went to worship before the one, even unto Dan. And he made a house of high places and made priests of the lowest of the people, which were not the sons of Levi. Uh, we got the same thing happening today. <laughs> priests of the lowest oh, people, yeah. right? Oh, boy. And Jeroboam ordained a feast in the eighth month on the 15th day of the month, like unto the feast that is in Judah. And he offered upon the altar. So did he in Bethel, sacrificing unto the calves that he had made. And he placed in Bethel the priests of the high places which he had made. So he offered upon the altar which he had made in Bethel the fifteenth day of the eighth month, even in the month which he had devised of his own heart, and ordained a feast unto the children of Israel. And he offered upon the altar and burnt incense. So just like the Catholic Church made up new types of uh, religious holidays, right, and uh, gods that... Uh, that are not contained in the Old Testament, you know, namely uh, <coughs> the uh, intercessory saints, which Catholics uh, pray to for the remission of sins. You know, nothing like that is actually remotely suggested in the Bible. 
but the Catholic did, Church did it anyway. So the Catholic Church was just another way of rebelling against the laws of Yahweh. Okay, but mm-hmm. I remember now the the saying is. Remember, remember the 5th of November. That's how I couldn't remember the first part of it. And that was Guy Fawkes' uh, slogan to get even <laughs> with the uh, corporate world, right? And so uh, we should have that as a rallying cry <laughs> for, for re- rebelling, resisting the corporate superstructure, you know, World Economic Forum, the United Nations, NATO, and all that garbage, right? It's a time for us to totally dump that fake government, because that's this more fake government that uh, we have to pay taxes to. So, yeah. yeah. But now, interestingly, this coming, what is it, uh, the 8th, uh, November 8th, there's going to, you know, it's election day here in America. Uh, but there's going to be a full eclipse of the moon on this election day. First time in history that a lunar eclipse or any kind of eclipse has occurred on an election day. Does this spell the doom of America? Probably does. So this eclipse will be visible virtually in every part of the USA and in some parts of Asia, but not Europe. So get ready, folks, because the collapse is near. Maybe this chapter, the division of the House of Israel, into two warring factions. <laughs> well, what could we possibly have here in America? Two warring factions. The left under Antifa and Black Lives Matter and the patriotic right. I can see that happening. We've been predicting that. Mm-hmm. All right, so back to you. Let's go into chapter 13. Chapter 13. And behold, there came a man of God out of Judah by the word of Yahweh unto Bethel. And Jeroboam stood by the altar to burn incense. And he cried against the altar in the word of Yahweh and said, O altar, altar, thus saith Yahweh, behold, a child shall be born unto the house of David, Josiah by name, and upon thee shall he offer the priests of the high places that burn incense upon thee, and men's bones shall be burnt upon thee. And he gave a sign that same day, saying, This is the sign which Yahweh has spoken. Behold, the altar shall be rent. And the ashes that are upon it shall be poured out. And it came to pass when King Jeroboam heard the saying of the man of God, which had cried against the altar in Bethel, that he put forth his hand from the altar, saying, Lay hold on him. And his hand, which he put forth against him, dried up, so that he could not pull it in again to him. Leave the holy man alone, otherwise your hand will dry up. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Okay. The altar also was rent, and the ashes poured out from the altar, according to the sign which the man of God had given by the word of Yahweh. And the king answered and said unto the man of God, Entreat now the face of Yahweh thy God, and pray for me, that my hand may be restored me again. And the man of God besought Yahweh, and the king's hand was restored him again, and became as it was before. And the king said unto the man of God, Come home with me and refresh thyself, and I will give thee a reward. And the man of God said unto the king, If thou wilt give me half thine house, I will not go in with thee. Neither will I eat bread nor drink water in this place. For so was it charged by me, charged me by the word of Yahweh, saying, Eat no bread nor drink water, 
nor turn again by the same way that thou camest. So he went another way and returned not by the way that he came to Bethel. Now there dwelt an old prophet in Bethel, and his sons came and told him all the works that the man of God had done that day in Bethel. The words which he had spoken unto the king, them they told also to their father. And the father said unto them, What way went he? For his sons had seen what the way what way the man of God went, which came from Judah. And he said unto his sons, Saddle me the ass. So they saddled him the ass, and he rode thereon, and went after the man of God, and found him sitting under an oak. And he said unto him, Art thou the man of God that came from Judah? And he said, I am. Then he said unto him, Come home with me and eat bread. And he said, I may not return with thee, nor go in with thee. Neither will I eat bread nor drink water with thee in this place. For it was said to me by the word of Yahweh, Thou shalt eat no bread nor drink water there, nor turn again to go by the way that thou camest. He said unto him, I am a prophet also as thou art. And an angel spake unto me by the word of Yahweh, saying, Bring him back with thee into thine house, that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied unto him. Oh, man, a priest who would tell lies? (laughs) No. Never. (laughs) Never. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So he went back with him and did eat bread in his house and drank water. And it came to pass as they sat at the table that the word of Yahweh came unto the prophet that brought him back. And he cried unto the man of God that came from Judah, saying, Thus saith Yahweh, For as much as thou hast disobeyed the mouth of Yahweh, and hast not kept the commandment which Yahweh thy God commanded thee, but came back and has eaten bread and drunk water in this place, of which Yahweh did say to thee, Eat no bread and drink no water, thy carcass shall not come unto the sepulcher of thy fathers. And it came to pass after he had eaten bread, And after he had drunk, that he saddled for him the ass, to wit, for the prophet whom he had brought back. And when he was gone, a lion met him by the way and slew him. And his carcass was cast in the way, and the ass stood by it. The lion also stood by the carcass. And behold, men passed by and saw the carcass cast in the way, and the lion standing by the carcass. And they came and told it the city where the old prophet dwelt. And when the prophet that brought him back from the way heard thereof, he said, It is the man of God who is disobedient unto the word of Yahweh. Therefore, Yahweh has delivered him unto the lion, which has torn him and slain him according to the word of Yahweh, which he spoke unto him. And he spake to his sons, saying, Saddle me the ass. And they saddled him. And he went and found his carcass cast in the way, and the ass and the lion standing by the carcass. The lion had not eaten the carcass, nor torn the ass. And the prophet took up the carcass of the man of God and laid it upon the ass and brought it back. And the old prophet came to the city to mourn and to bury him. And he laid his carcass in his own grave, and they mourned over him, saying, Alas, my brother. And it came to pass, after he had buried him, that he spake to his son, saying, When I am dead, then bury me in the sepulcher where in the main wherein the man of God is buried. Lay my bones beside his bones. For the saying which he cried by the word of Yahweh against the altar in Bethel and against all the houses of the high places which are in the cities of Samaria, 
shall surely come to pass. After this thing, Jeroboam returned not from his evil way, but made again of the lowest of the people, priests of the high places. Whosoever would, he consecrated him, and he became one of the priests of the high places. And this thing became sin unto the house of Jeroboam, even to cut it off and to destroy it from off the face of the earth. Okay, but not entirely, right? <clears throat> but uh, namely the leadership of the house of Israel, they would have no kings uh, after being carried off by the Assyrians. So the, the false kingship uh, created under Jeroboam would, would die off. <clears throat> All right. Okay, chapter 14. Chapter 14. At that time, Abiah, the son of Jeroboam, fell sick. And Jeroboam said to his wife, Arise, I pray thee, and disguise thyself, that thou be not known to be the wife of Jeroboam. And get thee to Shiloh. Behold, there is Ahiah the prophet, which told me that I should be king over this people. And take with thee ten loaves and cracknels and a cruise of honey, and go to him. He shall tell thee what shall become of the child. And Jeroboam's wife did so, and arose, and went to Shiloh, and came to the house of Ahiah. But Ahiah could not see, for his eyes were set by reason of his age. And Yahweh said unto Ahiah, Behold, the wife of Jeroboam cometh to ask a thing of thee for her son, for he is sick. Thus and thus shalt thou say unto her, for it shall be, when she comes in, that she shall feign herself to be another woman. And it was so, when Ahiah heard the sound of her feet, as she came in at the door, that he said, Come in, thou wife of Jeroboam. <laughs> oh, a lot, of good, thou- a lot of good the disguise did. <laughs> yeah. Can't fool a prophet, but, but the earlier prophet was fooled, right? He, mm-hmm. went, he went to the altar and ate and drank when, he, when Yahweh clearly told him not to. All right. Come in, thou wife of Jeroboam, why feignest thou thyself to be another? (laughs) For I am sent to thee with heavy tidings. Go, tell Jeroboam, thus saith Yahweh God of Israel, for as much as I exalted thee from among the people, and made thee prince over my people Israel, and rent the kingdom away from the house of David, and gave it thee, and yet thou hast not seen Thou hast not been as my servant David, who kept my commandments and who followed me with all his heart to do that only which was right in my eyes, but has done evil above all that were before thee. For thou hast gone and made thee other gods and molten images to provoke me to anger and has cast me behind thy back. Therefore, behold, I will bring evil upon the house of Jeroboam. And will cut off from Jeroboam him that pisses against the wall, and him that is shut up and left in Israel, and will take away the remnant of the house of Jeroboam, as a man takes away dung till it all till it be all gone. Him that dieth of Jeroboam in the city shall the dogs eat, and him that dies in the field shall the fowls of the air eat, for Yahweh has spoken it. Arise therefore, get thee to thine own house. And when thy feet enter into the city, the child shall die. And all Israel shall mourn for him and bury him. For he only of Jeroboam shall come to the grave, 
because in him there is found some good thing toward Yahweh God of Israel in the house of Jeroboam. Moreover, Yahweh shall raise him up a king over Israel, who shall cut off the house of Jeroboam that day. But what? Even now. For Yahweh shall smite Israel as a reed is shaken in the water, and he shall root up Israel out of this good land, which he gave to their fathers, and shall scatter them beyond the river, because they have made their groves provoking Yahweh to anger. And he shall give Israel up because of the sins of Jeroboam, who did sin and who made Israel to sin. And Jeroboam's wife arose and departed and came to Terzah. And when she came to the threshold of the door, the child died. Mm. And they buried him and all Israel mourned for him, according to the word of Yahweh, which he spake by the hand of his servant, Ahiah the prophet. Okay, so the river, the the river being spoken of in the preceding verse has got to be either the Tigris or Euphrates or both of them since they same, uh, they originate in the same area. And this was a prophecy that the ten northern tribes would be scattered uh, north of the uh, you know, Assyria, okay, north of the Caucasus Mountains. So very clear, this is a second prophecy telling us that the ten northern tribes would be scattered among the nations, and we know that they were scattered primarily into Europe at this point in time. Back to you. And that's how they got their name, Caucasian. Right. By crossing yeah. this Mount. Amen. Yep, we are those Caucasians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we Israelites. are that people. That's right. We are the people that this, this Bible was written. Yeah. Cursed be our ancestors for, <laughs> for, <laughs> for, for doing all that ugly stuff, you know. Worshiping other gods and sacrificing, they, they obviously committed human sacrifice. They sacrificed their own children, you know, in, in the fires we of Moloch. We do it Moloch. today with the Yeah, Lord. that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay, back to you. Verse 19. And the rest of the acts of Jeroboam, how he warred and how he reigned, behold, they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. And the days which Jeroboam reigned were two and twenty years, and he slept with his father, and Nadab his son reigned in his stead. And Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, reigned in Judah. Rehoboam was forty and one years old when he began to reign, and he reigned seventeen years in Jerusalem, the city which Yahweh did choose out of all the tribes of Israel to put his name there. And his mother's name was Naamah, an Ammonitess. And Judah did evil in the sight of Yahweh. And they provoked him to jealousy with their sins, which they had committed, above all that their fathers had done. For they also built them high places and images and groves on every high hill and under every green tree. And there were also sodomites in the land. And they <laughs> did according to all the abominations okay. of yeah. the nations which Yahweh cast out before the children of Israel. And it came to pass in the fifth year of King Rehoboam, that Shishak, king of Egypt, came up to Jerusalem. And he took away the treasures of the house of Yahweh and the treasures of the king's house. He even took away all, and he took away all the shields of gold which Solomon had made. And King Rehoboam made in their stead brazen shields and committed them unto the hands of the chief of the guard, which kept the door of the king's house. And it was so, when the king went into the house of Yahweh, that the guard bare them, and brought them back into the guard chamber. Now the rest of the acts of Rehoboam and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah? 
And there was war between Rehoboam and Jeroboam all their days. And Rehoboam slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David. And his mother's name was Naamah and Ammonitus. And Abiam, his son, reigned in his stead. Okay, so probably the Ammonitus here is another territorial word. Okay, as opposed to being a literal Ammonitus. However, in the case of uh, you know, both Moab and Ammon, I don't know how many generations this is after Lot, and uh, Lot's two daughters bore him Moab and Ammon, to how many generations they began race-mixing with Canaanites. You'd have to do a, a very close study of that. But uh, it's probably... Uh, a woman who lived in Ammonite territory as opposed to being a racial Ammonitess. Okay, back to you. Chapter 15. Now in the 18th year of King Jeroboam, son of Nebat reigned of Iam over Judah. Three years reigned he in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Maacah, the daughter of Abishalom. And when he walked in all the sins of his father, which he had done before him, and his heart was not perfect with his with Yahweh his God, as the heart of David his father. Nevertheless, for David's sake, did Yahweh his God give him a lamp in Jerusalem to set up his son after him and to establish Jerusalem. Because David did that which was right in the eyes of Yahweh and turned not aside from anything that he commanded him all the days of his life, save only in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. Mm-hmm. And there was war between Rehoboam and Jeroboam all the days of his life. Now the rest of the acts of Abiam and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah? And there was war between Abiam and Jeroboam. And Abiam slept with his fathers, and they buried him in the city of David. And Asa, his son, reigned in his stead. And in the twentieth year of Jeroboam, king of Israel, reigned Asa over Judah. And forty and one years reigned he in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Maacah, the daughter of Abishalom. And Asa did that which was right in the eyes of Yahweh, as did David his father. And he took away the Sodomites out of the land. Oh, and boy. And removed all the idols Very good. his father had made. <laughs> yeah. Hitler, Hitler did that too. <laughs> the night of the long knives, right? <laughs> all right. Okay. And also, Maaka, his mother, even her he removed from being queen because she had made an idol in a grove. Oh. And Asa destroyed her idol and burned it by the brook Kidron. But the high places were not removed. Nevertheless, Asa's heart was perfect with Yahweh all his days. Okay, so why didn't he remove yeah. Yeah. I to add something here or, or question. You know, you hear a lot about these high places and a lot of these kings they, they who did do good, they wouldn't tear down the high places. What right. is what do you think is the deal with behind that? I mean, is uh, that like uh That's a good question because they were supposed to destroy them, right? Because they would okay. always be there as a temptation for the people of Judah, not to mention Israel, right? But for the people of Judah to go up there and secretly indulge in Canaanite practices, right? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so they, they should have destroyed them. So, yeah, it's a good question. It really is. You know, maybe because they just didn't have the, uh, you know, the, the full armor of Yahweh to do that, but they should have done that. 
right? Mm-hmm. They should have. And it, yeah. it, I wonder, it, it amazes me, the, the um, what was the big temptation for people to go up to those high places? What was so special about it that, yeah. you know, that, that they did that? Yeah, well, I mean, it was a lot of sexual revelry, <clears throat> you know, I guess uh, maybe. Okay. That was okay. probably it. You know, I don't know okay. what. I, yeah, because they obviously they wouldn't get anything from the gods <laughs> that they worship right. there, right? You know, except maybe a case of uh, venereal disease, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah, yeah, that's probably it right there. It's probably some sexual type. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, you know, there's a lot of women who were unhappy with their husbands and you know, snuck out in the middle of the night, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to have a fling with some stranger, right? <laughs> kind of like Las Vegas, right? So, yeah, that's the history of our people, <laughs> yeah. right? All right, um, where was I? Verse 15, and he brought in the things which his father had dedicated, and the things which he, which himself had dedicated into the house of Yahweh, silver and gold and vessels. And there was war between Asa and Baasha, king of Israel, all their days. People, our own people fighting amongst themselves, right? It never, yeah. never stops. And Baasha, king of Israel, went up against Judah and built Ramah, that he might not suffer any to go out or come in to Asa, king of Judah. Then Asa took all the silver and the gold that were left in the treasures of the house of Yahweh and the treasures of the king's house and delivered them into the hand of his servants. And King Asa sent them to Ben-Hadad, the son of Tabramon, the son of Hezion, king of Syria, that dwelt at Damascus, saying, There is a league between me and thee and between my father and thy father. Behold, I have sent unto thee a present of silver and gold. Come and break thy league with Baasha, king of Israel, that he may depart from me. So Benadad hearkened unto King Asa and sent the captains of the host which he had against the cities of Israel and smote Ijon and Dan and Abel Beth Maacah and all Sinaroth with all the land of Naphtali. And it came to pass when Baasha heard thereof that he left off building of Ramah and dwelt in Terzah. Then King Asa made a proclamation throughout all Judah. None was exempted. And they took away the stones of Ramah and the timber thereof, wherewith Baasha had built it. And King Asa built with them Geba of Benjamin and Mizpah. The rest of all the acts of Asa and all his might and all that he did and the cities which he built, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah? Nevertheless, in the time of his old age, he was diseased in his feet. And Asa slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David, his father. And Jehoshaphat, his son, reigned in his stead. And Nadab, the son of Jeroboam, began to reign over Israel in the second year of Asa, king of Judah, and reigned over Israel two years. And he did evil in the sight of Yahweh and walked in the way of his father and in his sin wherewith he made Israel to sin. And Baasha, the son of Ahiah, of the house of Issachar, conspired against him. And Baasha smote him at Gibbethon, which belonged to the Philistines. For Nadab and all Israel laid siege to Gibbethon. Even in the third year of Asa, king of Judah, did Baasha slay him and reigned in his stead. 
And it came to pass when he reigned that he smote all the house of Jeroboam. He left not to Jeroboam any that breathed until he had destroyed him, according unto the saying of Yahweh, which he spake by his servant Ahiah the Shalomite. Okay, so I'm wondering now if the uh, uh, the Naamah, the Moabitess, whether her offspring were thus slain as well, so that uh, if she was an actual Ammonitess, then uh, that would have put an end to that, you know, that's that bloodline, right? So mm-hmm. I'd ha- I'd have to do a careful study to find that out. But nevertheless, you know, the uh, the whole house of Jeroboam, because he put uh, you know all these uh, what do you call it, uh, all these groves of worship against Yahweh up, you know, his whole house was smitten, as, as was prophesied, okay? And so, so, so a complete uh, stranger, actually, probably, uh, took his place. Back to you. Verse 30. Because of the sins of Jeroboam, which he sinned, which he made Israel sin, by his provocation, for which he wrote Yahweh, God of Israel. Now the rest of the act, and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? And there was war between Asa and Baasha, king of Israel, all their days. In the third year of Asa, king of Judah, began Baasha, the son of Ahiah, to reign over all Israel in Terza, twenty and four years. And he did evil in the sight of Yahweh, and walked in the way of Jeroboam, and in his sin wherewith he made Israel to sin. So there's uh, both in uh, in Judah and Israel, we have a, a, now a long series of evil kings, you know, which will eventually end when uh, the North, ten northern tribes are taken captive by the Assyrians. So, okay, chapter 16. Chapter 16. Now, uh, then the word of Yahweh came to Jehu, the son of Hanani, against Baasha, saying, For as much as I exalted the dust and made thee prince of Israel, and thou hast walked way of Jeroboam, and hast made my people Israel to sin, to provoke me to anger with their sins. Behold, I will take away the the posterity of Baasha and the posterity of his house, and will make thy house like the house of Jeroboam the son of Nebat. Him that dieth of Baasha in the city shall the dogs eat, and him that dieth of his in the fields shall the fowls of the air eat. Now the rest of the acts of Baasha and what he did and his might, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? So Baasha slept with his fathers and was buried in Terza, and Elah, his son, reigned in his stead. And also by the hand of the prophet Jehu, the son of Hanani, came the word of Yahweh against Baasha and against his house, even for all the evil that he did in the sight of Yahweh provoking him to anger with the work of his hands, in being like the house of Jeroboam, and because he killed him. Okay. Sorry. Does anybody in America think that we can escape this kind of uh, chastisement by Yahweh here in America? Nope. Yeah. It's going to get rough, folks. It's going to get rougher than it is is now. All right, back to you. Verse 8. In the 20 and year of Asa, king of Judah, began Elah, the son of Asa, to reign over Israel in Terza two years. And his servant Zimri, captain of half his chariots, conspired against him oh. <laughs> as he was in Terza, drinking himself drunk in the house of Arza, steward of his house in Terza. 
And Zimri went in and smote him and killed him in the twentieth and seventh year of Asa, king of Judah, and reigned in his stead. And it came to pass when he began to reign, as soon as he sat on his throne, that he slew all the house of Baasha. He left him not one that pissed against the wall, neither of his kinfolks nor of his friends. <laughs> Thus did Zimri destroy all the house of Baasha, according to the word of Yahweh, which he spake against Baasha by Jehu the prophet. For all the sins of Baasha and the sins of Elah his son, by which they sinned, and by which they made Israel to sin, in provoking Yahweh God of Israel to anger with their vanities. Now the rest of the acts of Elah and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? In the twenty and seventh year of Asa, king of Judah, did Zimri reign seven days in Terza. And the people were encamped against Gibbethon, which belonged to the Philistines. And the people that were encamped heard say, Zimri has conspired and has also slain the king. Hmm. Wherefore, all Israel made Omri, the captain of the host, king over Israel that day in the camp. And Omri went up from Gibbethon and all Israel with him, and they besieged Terza. And it came to pass when Zimri saw that the city was taken, that he went into the palace of the king's house and burnt the king's house over him with fire and died. For his sins, which he sinned in doing evil in the sight of Yahweh, in walking in the way of Jeroboam, and in his sin, which he did to make Israel to sin. Now the rest of the acts of Zimri and his treason that he wrought, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? Then were the people of Israel divided into two parts. Half of the people followed Dibni, the son of Gynath, to make him king, and half followed Omri. Okay, now Omri is is the famous king of the ten northern tribes, after whom the uh, Chimerians are named. King Omri was the uh, king of Israel when the Assyrians came and took them all away, right? So the Assyrians and other kings of, of other nations referred to the Israelites at this time as the uh, people of Omri, okay? So, because he was very famous. So, th- this is uh, carried over by the word Camarian, which is based on the the word King of uh, King Omri. And so, the uh, the Israelites or the churches don't realize that the Camarians were in fact Israelites of the ten northern tribes. But we in identity know this because we have done the research. <laughs> All right, back to you. But the people that followed Omri prevailed against the people that followed Tibni, the son of Canaan. So Tibni died and Omri reigned. In the thirty and first year of Asa, king of Judah, began Omri to reign over Israel. Twelve years, six years reigned he in Terza. And he bought the hill of Samaria in Shemer for two talents of silver and built on the hill and called the name of the city which he built after the name of Shemer owner of the hill, Samaria. But Omri wrought evil in the sight, in the eyes of Yahweh, and did worse than all that were before him. For he walked in all the way of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, and in his sin wherewith he made Israel to sin, to provoke Yahweh, God of Israel, to anger with their vanities. Now the rest of the acts of Omri, which he did, and his might that he showed, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? 
So Omri slept with his fathers and was buried in Samaria. And Ahab, his son, reigned in his stead. And in the 30 and 8th year of Asa, king of Judah, began Ahab, the son of Omri, to reign over Israel. And Ahab, the son of Omri, reigned over Israel in Samaria 20 and 2 years. And Ahab, the son of Omri, did evil in the sight of Yahweh above all that were before him. And it came to pass, as if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, that he took to wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbaal, king of the Zidonians, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. And he reared up an altar for Baal in the house of Baal, which he had built in Samaria. And Ahab made a grove, and Ahab did more to provoke Yahweh God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel that were before him. In his days did Hael the Bethelite build Jericho. He laid the foundation thereof in Abiram his firstborn, and set up the gates thereof in his youngest son Segub, according to the word of Yahweh, which he spake by Joshua the son of Nun. Okay, this must be another city named Jericho because the the original Jericho existed before you know the the Israelites even invaded the area. So uh, this must be a second city named Jericho. Okay, let's see. Well, we've got about eight minutes left. Uh, let's try chapter seventeen. Okay, and Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab. As Yahweh God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of Yahweh came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and did according unto the word of Yahweh, for he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith. That is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up, because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of Yahweh came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongs to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering the sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As Yahweh God lives, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. (laughs) And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith Yahweh God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail until the day that Yahweh sends rain upon the earth. For thus saith Yahweh God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste. Uh, And she went and did according 
to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of Yahweh, which he spake by Elijah. And it came to pass after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick. And his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him. And she said unto Elijah, What have I to do with thee, O man, O thou man of God? Art thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son? And he said unto her, Give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom and carried him up into a loft where he abode and laid him upon his own bed. And he cried unto Yahweh and said, O Yahweh, my God, hast thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourn by slaying her son? And he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto Yahweh and said, O Yahweh, my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come into him again. And Yahweh heard the voice of Elijah. And the soul of the child came in to him again, and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him unto his mother. And Elijah said, See, thy son lives. And the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God, and that the word of Yahweh in thy mouth is truth. So if there's any doubt that uh, we all have souls <laughs> which inhabit our bodies, these verses, you know, prove that they, that we do, okay? And that's that. Yes. Thou saith Yahweh. <laughs> all right. Okay, so let's see. Oh, well, we'll have about four minutes left, so I don't think we're going to get this uh, chapter 18 in. So it's Yeah, very, we're probably best. Yeah, yeah, to call it a show at this point. But, yeah, there's so much going on in these uh, chapters of First Kings that it's really worth it for everybody to go back and reread it because uh, there's so many lessons to be learned from First Kings that, uh, you know, at first glance, it's just the reciting of the kings of Israel versus the kings of uh, Judah. But then there's all these episodes of, uh, you know, well, treachery within the uh, households of the various kings and uh, how our people get punished for disobeying Yahweh. All right? So nothing has changed among our people even until the judgment day. Well, there will be a last punishment of the disobedient Israelites once and for all, and then those who pass the judgment day, uh, let's call it uh, uh, scattering and judgment, will, uh, will get into the kingdom. But those who don't pass will not get into the kingdom. It's, it's just that simple. And, uh, you know, the churches teach otherwise. They, uh, they're still uh, looking forward to a rapture, a lot of these churches. But, Dan, I have to ask you, if they have, have, have any of these rapture believers been taken away by COVID yet? I wonder, <laughs> has anybody done a survey of how many of these people who died from COVID and, of course, the lockdown and everything else were, were believers in the rapture? Yeah, I think they get this rapture doctrine from First Thessalonians chapter four, verse seventeen, where it says that Yahweh will meet them in the air. But right. the word "air" actually means in the breath of life when you okay. get your your ah. inherit your spiritual body. You know, right. then you'll meet Yahweh. But if you can still yeah. pinch your flesh, 
then you know that you know you're still alive, and right. you know that <laughs> there's no such thing as a rapture. It just doesn't exist. Right. So, yeah. Uh, so those who regain their uh, glory bodies. Will they be able to pinch themselves and it won't hurt? <laughs> they'll, they'll, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> right? <laughs> it may or may not hurt, but uh, the glory bodies will be immortal. That's the important thing. Yes. Yes. Yep. All right. Okay, That's folks. First Corinthians chapter 15. It All right. goes into detail about yes. that. Yeah, very good. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. This is today's show. Thanks for narrating, Dan. A lot of good lessons to be learned from the book of Kings. I think, yeah, we have one more show left on First Kings. We have four chapters left. So praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition. See you all next time. Bye-bye. See ya. Yep. Yeah. Whoop.